1: Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Euclid of Speed Test Intelligence Data, Fixed Median Download Speeds, USQ3 2023.
2: Well, welcome back, folks. And don't forget, at 1 p.m. today, there's going to be another informational presentation that will uh, be put on. And in fact, uh, We uh, visited with uh, Mike Knight at 10 o'clock hour, and Mike will be uh, conducting the 1 p.m. informational meeting. So don't miss this opportunity. Come on by 3017 Veterans Memorial Boulevard, right next to Party City, right near Causeway and Vets. Easy in, easy out. No problem at all. On Tuesdays in the 11 o'clock hour, we start off always visiting with participants with the NOLA coalition. You've heard me say many times that these are difference makers, people that are giving back to our community in so many different ways, making this a better place for us to live, work, and raise our family, trying to improve the quality of life, the quality of uh, our community each and every day. And I've been blessed to meet and and discuss issues with so many incredible people. And today's no different. Lynette Denise Bates joins us. Uh, Lynette is the director of the University of New Orleans classic upward bound, upward bound math and science McNair. Scholars, Lynette, welcome to the show. Good
3: morning. Thank you so very much for having me today.
2: Lynette, I was reading about what you guys do. I'm a UNO grad, and i got to tell you, there was a sense of pride when I was reading about all the programs that you all offer, the enrichment, uh, making a difference in kids' lives. And if you would, for the benefit of listening, audience, would you give us a little background and what it is that you guys are doing at the University of New Orleans Classic Upward Bound?
3: Yes. The University of New Orleans Classic Upward Bound Program is a federally funded program through the U.S. Department of Education. Back in 1964, the Economic Opportunity Act was designed, and out of that act came Upward Bound, which is a college access program. The president, along with Congress, realized that students that were from limited income backgrounds, or perhaps families where neither parent had a four-year college degree needed assistance in terms of having a roadmap to prepare for college and actually attend college and graduate. So from that act, two other programs, such as Talent Search and Student Support Services, was then brought on board, and from those three programs, developed the name TRIO. So out of TRIO, we have the Upward Bound program, which is the college access program. And here at the University of New Orleans, our Upward Bound programs, classic Upward Bound, as well as the Upward Bound math science program. Throughout the year, we seek to service high school students of the greater New Orleans area who see themselves as one day graduating from college.
2: And um, so how long has this program been? In effect going all the way, well, going all the way back to 1964. What let me rephrase it. How long has it been in effect mm-hmm. at UNL? I'm sorry.
3: So, oh, that's, that's quite all right. The Upward Bound program at the University of New Orleans began in 1980, so therefore we're 43 years old. So, we have quite a length of history there, very rich history with um, college access programs.
2: So, you all have impacted the lives of a lot of students over that period of time.
3: Yes, yes, we have. um It's important that not only do we impact their lives but we impact the lives of their family members, and all of that comes about through the various programs and services which we offer to our upward bound students of the greater New Orleans area, and those services would Includes such things as academic enrichment skills, research opportunities, applying for assistance in applying for college, college tours, academic, personal, financial development workshops, cultural workshops, field trips, and college tours, of course.
2: Now, now there are some target schools that y'all work with, right?
3: Yes. The government does require that when an individual applies for a grant, those entities such as post-secondary education institutions or nonprofit agencies or public schools, they would seek to serve as a particular school or schools, including neighborhoods. So the classic Upward Bound program as well as the Upward Bound math science program has selected McDonough 35 and Morris Jeff as our target schools. So the students that are enrolled in McDonough 35, as well as Morris Jeff, who are from a limited income background or perhaps a background where neither parent has a four year college degree and or if the student is academically challenged, they may apply for our program. In addition to the students who live within what is known as our target neighborhoods as well, because we realize that even though there is a large population within the schools of Morris, Jeff, as well as McDonough 35, not all of the students attending the school may be interested in our program. So therefore, we look for the neighborhoods of those particular schools so that any student that lives within the Gentilly or Treme area that meets the eligibility requirements of the Upward Bound or the Upward Bound math science program they too might apply for entry and our programs.
2: Now are there programs that you guys are involved in that are outside of Orleans Parish?
3: We do have because Upward Bound is found at each of the major universities here within the city as well as our excuse me, neighboring parishes. We have our cities. We have some universities within the city of New Orleans that will service Jefferson Parish.
2: Because I know um,
3: y'all as a matter y'all matter have fact, other one of our upward bound pro we we have we have four Upward Bound programs at the University of New Orleans. I have the honor of serving as the director of the Classic Upward Bound and the Upward Bound Math Science Program, but we have an additional Upward Bound director by the name of Brenda Brown who services Project REACH, Project ACCESS, and, and each of those programs have opportunities to service, I'm sorry, at least one of those programs, which is known as Project Upward Bound Project Jefferson Parish, um, that particular program does service students from Jefferson Parish.
2: Yeah, because I was looking at the website, and I thought I, I remember seeing a couple of programs that uh, the target schools were Bonable, Grace King, Riverdale, yes. East Jeff, uh, and I guess those are those other Upward Bound Projects within the umbrella organization uh, that reaches out to those schools as well.
3: Yes yes we are sister programs that have the same mission however each of the programs are directed under two different directors
2: so a student decides that they want to participate in this program how does it work
3: so the application process is that generally the counselors associate directors and our directors would travel to what is known as our target schools through the counselors or perhaps a contact person within those schools, who would provide the various students, staff, members, and our parents with an overview of our Upward Bound program. After the student receives a verbal or perhaps a written overview of our Upward Bound program, he, she, or they would have the opportunity to present interest by applying to the program. Once the application is received, the students would then be interviewed in regards to their interest in participating in our programs, but most importantly, their interest in going on to post-secondary education. Once the student is enrolled in the program, then he, she, or they would begin to receive the various services or activities which are planned under our various programs.
2: And is this, my understanding is a lot of this instruction is one-on-one, right?
3: Yes, we do have opportunities for one-on-one instruction in addition to the normal classroom instruction. For the most part, we have teachers that are teaching within the Orleans or perhaps Jefferson Parish school system or perhaps even from our neighboring nonprofit organizations and that those particular individuals would come with the skill set which we desire for the various classes which we're teaching so we have small group instruction in addition to one-on-one instruction and our tutoring.
2: And we're doing a lot of um, this instructional tutoring as uh, online as well, right?
3: Yes, yes, we do have opportunity for online instruction. The programs themselves are year-round. During the fall and the spring, we operate for 13 weeks primarily on Saturdays between the 8.30 to the 12.30 time period with academic instruction in the areas of English, math, science, and a foreign language. Following that 12.30 period, the students then have the individualized tutorial instruction to take place either as uh, individual one-on-one opportunities or group instruction for tutorial services. Following that particular time period, the students are then provided with a hot meal in the cafeteria for the lunch period. That's the Saturday components, that's for about a 26 week. However, there's also a summer component where the students come out to the university for a six week period, five days a week, Monday through Friday. During the morning time period, the students would receive the academic enrichment skills in the afternoon, they would have the extracurricular skills as well as cultural and social opportunities to travel to colleges and universities, or cultural events around the greater New Orleans area.
2: We're talking to Lynette Denise Bates, director of the University of New Orleans Classic Upward Bound, Upward Bound Math and Science, uh, McNair Scholars. Um, Lynette, I know this will be music to years. I have a, a text here that says, Upward Bound is one of the most productive programs around. Know many students who excelled both in high school and went on to college, and I guess they're talking about it as it relates to the, the the type of instruction that the kids receive. So, if there's a willingness to participate, what, what do you what do you see as the biggest challenge for students relative to this program?
3: I would. Um, it's funny that you would uh, indicate what are the biggest challenges. My heart and my mind said, "Well, there aren't really any challenges." they're really truly only opportunities. Mm -hmm. And the opportunities which we provide for the students is that the student has an opportunity to come to a setting that will allow the student to know that we will meet the individual where where he, she, or they may be academically at that particular time through academic assessments. However, through the nurturing of the small group instruction the tutorial time periods and what we have known as, have known rather, as family units, the individual will then begin to see that because there is someone that is truly invested in me, they see me, they recognize that I desire to move on to post-secondary education, they're going to walk this dream out with me in order that I might move on to college and graduate.
2: I love the way that you said that. It's about opportunity. If there's a will, there's a way, right? And obviously, yeah. y'all provide the way if there's the will.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really about access and opportunity. And if we if we look back to Hurricane Katrina, as devastating as it was, when our family units moved outside of the city of New Orleans, they began to see on a larger scale what opportunity looked like because Mm -hmm. they took the risk to move beyond their normal environment. And that's what Upward Bound is all about, assisting the student and families to move beyond their normal environments to an environment that would be of a richer caliber because of education. So it's through the Opportunities that we provide to the students. The students are moving into arenas that perhaps they may not ever see again. Our students traveled to Washington, D.C., to the inauguration of Barack Obama. Who has done that? Our students have done that. Our students have participated in a National Student Leadership Congress. Who has done that? Our students. Our students have Mm -hmm. participated in a private screening of Jurassic Park with the actors and the director of Jurassic Park. Who does that? Upward bound. Our students travel the world through exposure to not only academic opportunities, but their cultural and social opportunities that await our students.
2: What do you see, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in evidence-based um, programs. W- what is the outcome? I mean, how many of these kids that are participating in Upward Bound actually make it to college?
3: Okay. So on and of, of
2: those that want to go, I know that there are some kids yes. that choose other paths in their life, right? So mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: with that qualifier.
3: Yes. So- On average, it takes a student perhaps a six year period to graduate, to move on from high school Mm -hmm. and graduate from college. And our national data tells us of those students that do move on, at least half of them do actually move through and graduate from college. And you might say, well, only half? Well, life happens. That's a big number. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for saying so. (laughs) Thank you so much for saying so. Well,
2: I mean, you know, when, when you compare the success rate just overall in, in the averages of those that enter school, enter a four-year program and make it out, it, that number's not that much greater than that. And, you know, they have a lot more support in many cases. Yes. Not in all cases, yes. but in many, right? Yes. And that is
3: what makes the difference. And our students moving on matriculating into the college arena and graduating is because they have the supports. And many of the supports that we provide our students with come through the the wonderful partnerships that we have with other agencies or organizations within the greater New Orleans area. Through our um, sponsored programs division at the University of New Orleans, our colleagues vote for a national Fish and Wildlife Foundation grant. And through that grant, our students embrace birding. Now, the majority of the mm-hmm. students in our program are African-Americans. How mm-hmm. many high school students that are of the African-American and families do you know that know a little bit about birding? Probably not very I many. I don't know anything about Well, I know about ducks because I hunt ducks. Okay, okay. come dogs. to the University of New Orleans and our students... <laughs> We'll share with you the love that they have embraced for birding, not only birding, but they've learned to embrace habitat management. They've cleaned out the basins of the um, Punter Train Beach. They've gone to... Um, planting trees on campus. So they look for the trees that they planted on campus. And then we have Mm -hmm. such wonderful colleagues as um, STEM NOLA, where they've learned to embrace science, technology, and mathematics. But it doesn't stop there because we have a partnership with the NAACP. Through AXO, the students learn to embrace the talents that they have within the arts or the academic arenas. And so they can compete and say, look, I, I perform this task well. I have this gift for our talent that I perform really well. So I'd like to compete against others. And so through that competition, the students then move on to a national arena in order that they might compete with other individuals. But then our parents are also important to our program. So when we partner with such agencies as the National Coalition of 100 Black Men and Women, those agencies or organizations come in and they provide our students with not only topics of interest for our youth, but also topics of interest for our parents so that our parents might be empowered and then the list goes on and on. We've got a partnership with Youth for Knowledger where we're impressing mm-hmm. upon the students the importance of, of soft skills. And it's through right. our university connections we're impressing upon the students the importance of having hands on opportunities. So our students have created video games, our students have learned the importance of virtual reality and how important artificial intelligence is, is now and will be in the future. The partnerships that we provide our students with through the wonderful resources of additional programming on campus as well as within the community allows our students to know that we want them to have access, opportunity, and success as they matriculate from high school into college.
2: You know, Lynette, it occurs to me, and we're running out of time, but two things uh, for me and what, what you're saying and what I'm drawing from this is that I'll never forget my, my son's namesake, uh, the namesake for my son's graduate uh, gra- <laughs> grammar school, excuse me, uh, Stuart Hall School for Boys, is that Janet yeah. Erskine Stewart, is that education is about formation, not just information, which is coming through in everything that you say. And I, for one, I know a lot of Republicans don't think this way, but I believe in the village. And it seems to me that y'all have pulled the village together. And I'm very proud to hear of the way that you describe it. I love, uh, I can tell that you are a true believer. And thank you so much for the difference that you're making, UNO's making, and the Upward Bound uh, program is making in the metropolitan area. It's important. And thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great week.
3: Thank you so much. Take
2: care. Bye-bye. All righty. That's Lynette Denise Bates, director of the University of New Orleans, classic Upward Bound, Upward Bound Math and Science, and McNair Scholars. We will be right back with Joe Geruso when we return. Stay with us.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details.
2: Folks, we're in the open enrollment period and they've had informational meetings out here for weeks on end now and they have another one today at 1 p.m. and that's this period ends on December 7th, Thursday, uh, coming up. So And we're broadcasting live from here but and like i said the informational meeting at 1 p.m today we visited with mike knight earlier we'll visit with him in the 12 o'clock hour as well and he will be conducting the informational meeting at 1 p.m but if none of this aligns to your schedule it's okay walk-ins are welcome folks are just coming in come on by say hello to us today or you can uh, call to make an appointment at 855-208-4186 that's 855-208-4186 um, and um, you'll be able to uh, visit with some folks. And I just want to remind everybody that tomorrow I will have the governor of the great state of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, in studio for a one-hour conversation about his term of office, his accomplishments, his thoughts on what he was able to uh, accomplish over his uh, eight years of service to the state of Louisiana. I don't know about you. I am really looking forward to it. Uh, We'll talk about all of the challenges uh, that he's had to face as the governor of the state of Louisiana. We're now joined by Joe Geruso, New Orleans District A, um, uh, member of the council. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, Noel, good morning.
2: So, Joe, I guess top of mind issue for a lot of folks, um, and I know for you, too, was flooding as it relates to the storms on Saturday um uh, the 108 year old uh turbine went out and the 65 year old turbine which is my age and um i I wouldn't want to rely on me (laughs) at 65 (laughs) years of age i mean you got to laugh to keep from crying but i mean this has been kind of decades of uh neglect as to where we find ourselves and the challenges that we're facing today
5: Yeah, it it has been decades of neglect. And look, as you pointed out, um, we have turbine six, which is maybe 20 years old, turbine five, which is your age. And then the other turbine that's in existence and the other ones that are still there date back to World War One um you, you you can't reasonably rely on that the the good news is the city has funded and is working with energy and sewage and water board on a new power substation that will be up and running but that's not until 2025 so for the next 18 months what are we doing to make sure that there's as much power as possible that there's contingency plans and, and look in somewhat fairness to sewage and water board Um, the power that's generated by turbines four and five are ancient. It's 25 hertz power. You can't go to Home Depot or a generator store and just buy something like that. So there has to be planning, and I think that's really where we're going to focus a lot is uh, what is the contingency plan going forward. We know that we're a little bit on borrow time and using duct tape and bubble gum to keep four and five up and running. How are we going to make sure that there is enough power? What are alternative things that we can do at the pump stations, perhaps, to make sure everything is working? And, and again, it's, it's an 18-month plan. We all have to be solidly linked in and make sure that uh, there is a contingency. The bottom line is we should consider the turbines of that age to be Murphy's law. Something will go wrong, and we just need to be prepared for it.
2: And, Joe, I guess that it highlights one of your frustrations. I was reading uh, in a NOLA.com article the other day, and I think you're, you're appropriate and spot on when you say third, you know, we you control what you control. And when we fail, when we control it, that's not a good thing. And then I'm talking about the cleaning out of catch basins and making sure that that's on a routine purpose. You all have appropriated money for that endeavor, but yet— it turns out we're not doing it
5: well well that's right and and newell probably the last two years i've heard my grandfather's voice in my head saying (laughs) you son of a gun we've never had this much money when i was on the council and look how much you all can do and and my frustration is not when there isn't enough money or when something isn't foreseeable it's we have money and we should be spending it so to your point I think everybody knows that the system runs from the catch basins to the linear pipe to the canals and then either to the lake or to the river and then you have the power and the pumps that are accentuating them. We the council allocated $10 million last year to begin cleaning the 72,000 catch basins in the city and that contract still hasn't been finalized. I, 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 I don't understand when – and I'm stumbling over my words because it's so incomprehensible to me that this is a public safety issue, that everybody agrees that we can't flood, that how we can't make this a priority, number one. And then on top of that, number two, we've seen in these storms that there are lower-lying areas of the city, whether it's the lakefront, mid-city, Holly Grove, Broadmoor, that will, are more flood-prone. And so given that knowledge on top of of what we have, why aren't we marshaling our resources? And then I guess, Newell, you didn't say it, but I will this weekend i went back and i looked and in 2019 we had the mother's day flood i was saying hey Mm -hmm. we have to look at the catch basins and the linear lines and in 2021 after ida i emailed the administration and said you need a drainage plan for lakeview because the entirety of my district essentially except for hollygrove is pumped down and dry except for here i'm i am frustrated tired just as much as a resident if not more so about not being an engineer and being able to see very clearly some of the things preemptively that need to be done on a regular proactive basis and making sure they're being accomplished i i don't think that's asking for too much and we want to make sure that the city is livable for the residents here first and foremost the businesses that work here and and there's nothing that gets me more upset than something that is preventable and when there's a mechanism to help deal with with that
2: Joe, does this come down to a lack of focus? I mean, where's the exigency? Look, I, and and I know what people are thinking. You know, the, the mayor's in Dubai, and meanwhile we have a rainstorm, and she's over there talking about climate change and water management, and we're underwater. I mean, it's hard uh, to separate the two,
5: right? I mean— <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I, as you pointed out, um, pretty much as soon as I woke up Saturday morning at seven o'clock, my phone was buzzing, and and yes, this is this has to be. And you and I have talked about police issues and and other public safety problems that we have. This has to be at the top of the list when it comes to urgency and importance. It is it is important. It is urgent. It has to be dealt with. And look, I I random I rarely rarely lose my cool in council chambers um, because I don't think it's productive. But I did lose it twice during these uh, budget meetings. One was uh, about law department issues, and the second was about infrastructure and some of the flooding problems that we've had. And my frustration is. Again, it's one thing when you have an unknown problem, when you have something that people can't reasonably predict or foresee, but when people have been banging the table and saying these are the changes that need to be made, then it needs to happen. And, and look, I, I'm i not an engineer, but I do know that we are going to have a solution a period of time from now, but in the interim, you have to have this backup plan. And part of helping sewage and Water Board is cleaning the catch basins. Part of helping sewage and water board is making sure the linear pipe is clear. And it's gotta be a priority. And I, one of the things I, I tell whether it's a resident or a business owner is um, continue to apply pressure to all of us about this because if you got flooded, if there was flooding on your street, if it's been chronically reported and hasn't been dealt with, then the city has to knit.
2: Yeah. You know, and the other problem is when it relates to auto insurance, we have all of these claims, and what does it mean? The community ends up paying more for auto insurance. Oh <laughs> yeah, mean, if, we, if, 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 uh, so, if, everybody if suffers. Whether flooded. you live in New Orleans or not, you're you're going to suffer.
5: <laughs> I mean, that, that, so that, that, well, and 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 we we just we shouldn't be having that. It, it, it's it's just look, this is running government 101, there are just certain things that have to happen. Your trash has to be picked up. The lights have to be replaced. You need to know that you're safe walking from A to B and you you can't go into the fetal position every time it rains. And so we, we collectively have to be in a place where we understand that there are heavy rainstorms there may be rainstorms that are the system isn't equipped to handle but we can't shoot ourselves in the foot by not taking those uh, preemptive measures early on to try and make sure that we're as prepared as we can possibly be
2: do you have a few more moments for us to talk about the budget when we come back after the break (laughs) we're gonna get to a break we're visiting with Joe Geruso New Orleans district a council member we will be right back we're broadcasting live From the People's Health Medicare Center at 3017 Veterans Memorial Boulevard, right next to Party City, come on by. The next informational meeting will be at 1 p.m. today. Mike Knight from People's Health will be conducting that, and we'll be talking to Mike at the top of the 12 o'clock hour. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: Better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Welcome back, folks. We are visiting with Joe Gerusso, District A Council Member for the uh, New Orleans City Council. Joe, um, I know you put a lot of effort into the budget. Uh, endeavor of the city of New Orleans and, and most folks don't realize how, how complex that is so I want to thank you for uh, your effort in that regard with the uh, your other members of the budget committee um, why don't we start out with your highlights of, of the budget that was a- adopted by the city.
5: Well, I appreciate it, and and the other hard part, too, Newell, is budget is hard to understand unless you're in the middle of it, but the outcomes to me are what's so important. So first, um, NOPD got a 5% pay increase across the board. This is part of our effort to keep pace with local and national trends and make sure that we're retaining officers here. Uh, Councilmember Morrell has said many times that – Retention is just as important as recruitment. And we want to make sure those people are paid well. We also gave all city employees a two and a half percent pay increase too. And I think we want to make sure that people who are working here know that their work is valued, and obviously, paying them accordingly is important. Uh, remember, also on the ballot a, a month or two ago, we consolidated code enforcement uh, into its own department. Previously, it had lived in a number of different places and I really felt like it couldn't do its public safety work um, spread out between so many different departments so we consolidated it into a single one we've appropriately funded it moving forward And my hope is that people will see more blight reduction, the ability to have inspectors respond more quickly. And then, of course, the other piece of that is to be more consistent, predictable, efficient in their enforcement as well. And to that end, we funded about another half a million dollars for them to really try and get that adjudicatory framework in place and make sure that people who are violating our safety and permits rules, or code enforcement rules, are are, are brought to justice more quickly, that things are happening uh, on a more timely basis. The other, the other one for me that's sort of near and dear to my heart is um, we learned sort of in, in all of these processes that the school board was potentially leaving as much as $6 million annually in Medicaid money on the table And really it's, again, because it's a process, it's a bureaucratic regime, it's hard. So we funded another half a million dollars to make sure that we're working with the school system on trying to unlock as much of that money as possible and get kids in schools not only the place-based health that they need, but providing more money to the schools so they get uh, the health that they're entitled to. And, and my view is you always pursue that manna from heaven. If you have federal dollars or state dollars and you can tap into those, that you go ahead and do it. And, and of course, Duel like the, the last piece of all of this is we had budget quarterly meetings uh, obviously on that basis we're going to try and narrow those some and rather than having so many departments come in i think what we will narrow our focus to is the departments that either um, have issues that need money or that aren't spending their money
2: joe uh we've run out of time there's so much to talk about but thank you so much for joining us today and giving us an an update on all of this and um I know that I'm willing to stay on top of this catch base and cleaning endeavor. I mean, this is something that we got to get done. It's something we control, and hopefully,
5: we're able to get it in short order. I'll take all the help I can get. Thanks so much.
2: <laughs> all righty. Have a great day. We'll be right back, folks. We are broadcasting live at the People's Health Medicare Center at 3017 Veterans Boulevard. Come out and see us. The next informational meeting's at 1 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us. Folks, when we come back after the top of the news break, we're going to visit with Mike Knight again from People's Health. And we'll talk about all the ins and the outs of Medicare Advantage program. And we want to hear from you. So if you want to call in 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewel is talking text line or text us with your questions. We want to get them answered in the next hour. So stay with us. We will be right back with Mike Knight from People's Health. We're out here at the People's Health Medicare Center at 3017 Veterans Memorial Boulevard. This is your opportunity to get your questions answered immediately, and we'll try to do so when we return.
1: Stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island